Um, this is an impromptu service, meaning it wasn't planned. But unplanned services are great, ain't they? I'm waiting for you to settle. Okay, let me, let me set this rule so that you know, because I've had to correct the pastors a few times. The moment somebody stands to start reading the word, that's God speaking, and men must be quiet before the word. I know we might have comments, we might have ongoing discussion, but yes, up to the moment where they say, well, Luke chapter 10, da 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 da, da. But by the time they start reading, and you, you start talking still, um, the spiritual statement is, I don't care what they are saying. And I know that's not the intention, but in spiritual matters, intention is great, but... Saul intended well, he wanted to sacrifice. But to act in is better than sacrifice. And to listen is better than the fat of ram. Do we understand that? Yes, Come on now, talk to me. Yes, awesome. From Monday night, God has been speaking to us profoundly. And I had to put it out that only those who are matured can understand what God has been saying to us. I believe it reached a point yesterday when God needed to do some work quickly in us and my attempt tonight is not going to be to explain because if you don't understand it, it is either you are not meant to or you will understand it later in life. Um, so I will not attempt to start explaining what God did in this house yesterday. Um, you may also understand it and you don't know you understand it. It's deposited somewhere in your spirit and that also is fine still. Um, but the fact of the matter is that there is a work God is doing in us in this season and like the example that was given yesterday by past names, um, you wake up and find out that there are many things that God has downloaded and you'll find out in days to come. I already know because I was ready for yesterday 20 years ago. Yesterday taught me still about the power of seed and focus. I'll never forget that in my life. And I'm not going to even try to explain what that means to you. Because it's long. I can't be bothered. And so I'll keep that to myself. And the day will come as God continues to speak to us. Um, everything that has, we've been taught since Monday night is true. I have nothing to add or subtract because it's accurate. It's God's word. Um, and it's whole in itself so what is tonight for therefore we're going to move forward and we're going to see what God is calling us to do as a house what is the practical practicality from the things that we have been learning and we'll keep learning because the, the, what I can tell you is it is going to be beneficial for you 
to listen and listen again and again to what we heard on Monday night and what we heard on Tuesday night, which was which is yesterday. Um, let me do some foundation laying, and those are just words of call it advice or whatever you want to call it. Um, because I've been pastoring for a while, a little while, I understand that when the word comes so powerfully, it comes to grafting and to also root out. Mm. It comes to root out and it comes to graft in as well. It brings some people in and it takes some people out. Yes, that's what the word does. It heals some and it makes some sick. The Bible says that it is a stone laid in Zion. It causes stumbling as well, as much as it causes some people to rise. The same word that offends somebody blesses another person. That's why a pastor of a church must not be a people pleaser. Because you may be offended at something. Um, so what should I do about it? What if you are cursed from your family and everything offends you? What if that's the way your father and mother live their life as well? So what am I going to do? The people that are supposed to be blessed, I'm supposed to change the message so that you don't get offended. No, it doesn't. It can't work like that. So it must be, it must have a single focus. It must speak the truth in love and leave the rest to God because you're talking to many people. So some people will get blessed, some people will get offended. Politicians, however, are different. They've got to please everybody. Everything they say must sit well with people. But a pastor cannot be a politician. Why? Because a pastor is a servant of God. A, a sent messenger um, of the Most High. Now, if you're here for the first time tonight, you shouldn't be here. Um, but if you choose to be here, we welcome you. We love you. Um, so when causing me to stand or to do stops like that, you've got to do it. Um, but church, you shouldn't force people to do things. That's why I said you shouldn't be here. Um, it's not going to be a force. It's going to be a request by force. <laughs> yeah. So whoever invited you must really, really love you. Um, and they want good for you. But... Um, it is what it is okay I haven't done that I've got so many questions that people have sent to me well questions or um, observation or what they want to know from what God has been saying to us from Monday I again won't attempt to answer those questions because I may not really have answers. <laughs> it's just as simple as that. I'm sorry if that disappoints you. Um, but I may not have answers to it. I just want to start tonight. As we title tonight, Sons and Daughters. So we're going to have a talk that is very son-based and daughters. That's children-based because we cannot get to Sunday, which is... Uh, men and women of God without sons and daughters of somebody. Mm -mm. If we're going to get to, this, to, the, to the men and the women of God, well, before we become men and women of God, 
We're going to pass through sons and daughters. And I need not to lay the foundation that has been laid before. Even though I will have to go through some of the scriptures. So, Pastor Dami, Pastor Faith, you've got work to do tonight. I'll have to go through some of the scriptures that has been used over the last two days. Because of the shortness of time. And that's like three hours. But that's short. So, imagine on a Thursday night or nights like this, you stand up and start going home. Then I call you from the door and say, who are you? I say, well, I'm... Um, Da, 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 da. I said, why did you come here? So oh, I've got a train to catch. No, when you come to midweek service in Spark, you, you're going to get home late. Train is going to leave you behind. You're going to stay somewhere. You, you won't know how to get home. And that's, that's what it should be. And just say, well, that's good for you because you'll drive home. Yeah, when you were partying, I was at bus station at 3 a.m. in winter preaching. I'm praying. Okay. So I need some of those scripture back. Let me get into the word tonight. And where I'm going to, one of the other pastors asked me to, this morning, and I, I'll have to know, and I think for me, it's not just that that question is on time, because so this is what happened. The question came in, and he said to me by text, it says to me, if you were to tell me something from the last two days, whatever stands out to you, if you are to say, look, so, 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 this one thing, I hope you heard it. So he sent me that question. When I first read the question, I replied saying, um, I think I will reply later or something like that. Because I wanted to think about what that question would be. I'm, I'm really going to tell you some very plain truth tonight. Is that loud, right? Yes, and that's why I said when the word comes, it's either it encourages you and it blesses you or you get offended. Look, Honestly, if you get offended and you decide not to come here anymore, I wouldn't care less. It wouldn't bother me as much as the train in Canary Wharf now, what train is coming in five minutes time, it's not, I'm not here thinking, oh, I wonder what train is coming. That's, that's the way I'm going to take it. You understand? It wouldn't mean nothing. If you were the highest giver, it wouldn't mean jack. You understand? That's not care for people or not care for people. It just wouldn't mean anything. You understand that? Can we settle that first tonight? It wouldn't mean nothing. Nothing at all. Oh, but you should have a pastor's heart. Seriously, I don't know why, but it wouldn't mean nothing. I would try for it to mean, but it would be meaningless. I'm preparing you for truth. So, believe me, as that came in, and I was going to think what actually would I say to somebody because I can say 14 things or 20 or 21 or 30 or maybe I can even say it's the whole thing, which it is. But what is one thing? So I was going to think about it and then it dawned on me that because at the moment, 
at the time that the text came in, I was actually listening to the tape again and for the fourth or fifth time. And it hit me that when I listened to it for the second time, and even for the first time whilst we were sitting here, toward the tail end, doctor began to speak some things and of course, in your excitement, you were listening and you were reacting and you were laughing and you were laughing and I thought to myself, and I can't tell what you heard or what you did not hear, so you might have heard um, but of course there were so many reactions <laughs> and that's fine, maybe that's how you take things in and that's fine, I'm not saying it's not good, but my own concern is, I hope they heard that though so when the question came in I was actually on that path and I was still thinking I hope they heard that. So I thought to myself, I have the answer already. And that's where I'm going to start tonight. For you know our manner of entry. At that time, he was talking about the honeymoon with his wife and stuff. But because I know him, I already know what he was saying is deeper than that. We were all laughing. And saying, oh, wow, honeymoon. Oh, wow, darling, let's go home. Yeah. whatever but because of the sensitivity of the example he wants to give it cannot be more detailed than that and you're already excited and laughing and shaking hands and I'm thinking okay you're supposed to be non-fornicators though but anyway but it's fine it's fine that's not my point my point is just that in the in that moment in that moment, there were more words being said than the last five hours. There is no better way to, to give an example, an illustration of the gift and the fruit than the example that he started with. But there is also no way to go into details because then it gets more cringy and it gets more funny or whatever way you want to take it. So the word had to be dropped for those who have ears to understand it. And because I've seen the person, the man preaching different ways, I knew yesterday and day before he didn't come to speak to you or he came to speak to me so that I can then speak to you. In a way that you will then relate with or then understand. And so, it wasn't here for the true like the first time. This is much deeper now. This is more important. Now, Paul was writing to the church. And he told them that he's going to come so that he can impact I want you to start getting those scriptures ready for me. That's where I'm going to start from the, for the next few weeks with you. Because if we truly understand these things, our lives will change for the better. Our, our walk with God will not be like the Christians outside there because they've got nothing. The only thing left in Christianity is criticism. If you see anything walking, you criticize it. That's the only thing they're left with. 
And most of those criticisms is out of frustration. When you're frustrated, you've been praying, it doesn't seem as if God is listening to you. One thing tonight, I'm going to start with that scripture, but if I want to achieve or accomplish anything tonight, one thing will be, number one, how do people get to miss it after so much revelation is given to them? And before now, I've told you why and why and many why people get to miss it. We've discussed it. It's just like God speaks to one person. It is always going to be one. Now, and doctor has said it very well. When the anointing comes, it breaks burdens and removes yoke. People can be yoked to you. If the anointing increases in your life, God will remove that stupid marriage from your life. Hello, did you hear what I just said? I, I repeat so that you don't think, oh, did he say that right? I said, when the anointing increases, God will remove that silly marriage, which is a yoke. Because the only thing that must stay is what God joined together. Not what religion or church joined together, what God joins together. And someone says, well, so pastors, how do you know who to join together? What's my business? If somebody comes to get married, I'll join them. That's your problem. It is left to God to decide if he joined you or not. I'm coming somewhere tonight. Please notice that all the things that I'm saying are very intentional. I want you to please stay with me. How do people get to miss it? Um, the spirit of disunity. Um, doctor talked about the Absalom spirit. I, I've told you many times about this spirit before. The moment you're sitting down with someone and another person's name is coming up in your conversation. Well, don't kill yourself because the guy didn't eventually choose you to marry you. He just doesn't think it's you. It's as simple as that. The world is not going to come to an end because there must be someone that is made for you. And the same way too, if the girl chooses not to. Um, but don't miss life because of that. What are the things that makes people lose it? I, I'm still going to get into the detail of those things. These are the little things. Because it said, catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vine. I think I was speaking to my sons today and I said, you know, I don't know how you guys in life picked along your way in life paranoia you know I see people that are paranoid about one another suspicious why did he do that what's going on what's going on um, suspicious um, and, and when you become suspicious of one another you will hinder one another as I was growing up or as I'm growing up, people tell me things like, I remember some years ago, they said, oh, as you grow, you'll see that people are really very wicked and they don't, and people are da 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 Someone told me that when we first started ministry, 2005, 2007, another person said it. But I'm saying it's been 13 years now and I've just seen that people are awesome. So that's how people prepare you. I said, because all the people I've met, they cannot arm me because I do not operate from the place of first suspecting them. 
Do you understand? We pick paranoia along the way. We get suspicious. And even from our suspiciousness, if there's any word like that, we feel the Holy Spirit spoke to us. My daughter, my daughter, be careful of him. He said, and God confirmed it because there's something she did. You are going insane. When you begin to do that, you begin to, the frequency will begin to attract those wrong people that you've always expected. Nobody can harm me. Nobody can hurt me. It's not going to work. So, and then things will be revealed from the word and it's not going to work because there's so much around you going on. So much demons. Feasting on daily basis. Our parents, if you're from Africa, they love churches where they tell them they are enemies. You know, they tell them this person is your enemy. That person is your enemy. Is trying to do this to you. Is doing that to you. Is stopping your blessing. And all those stuffs. But the issue is, mom, you're now, oh, the, the, the enemy didn't go away. What happened? Because your life is still not better. But I'm going to pray that he should die. I think before he died, he handed over your father to another living person. Let's settle this this evening. Those mindsets is, is insanity. The devil uses it to run people crazy so that by the time the guy asks you to do anything, you will be ready to. Why do people receive revelation and fall away? Again, the things I've just said to you right now, those are not the point at all. There are deeper matters. If you like, call them deeper issues. And if time permits, we'll get to those ones tonight. But I've got to remove those little things. Why? So that your last two days will not be a waste for you. And so that you will not fall off. So in church, at a certain time, God will come with great level of revelation. When he reviews, when he trusts us with certain grade of revelation, it's because he's about to push us into the next level of growth. But if he's going to push us to the next level of growth, he's going to have to push some people out of it. But I realize that that can be managed or minimized if we have follow-up nights like this where we break the word down and then be, we are able... I, I realize something about offended people. They must be offended. There's nothing you can do. Nothing. They've already been set up like that. They will have friends around them. Can I quickly tell you something? Don't ever be the waste bin of friendship. Hello? Don't be the waste bin. By the time that lady or that brother comes to you in church and is getting close to you, think about how many people they've become close to. And ask yourself, my God, why is she coming to me now? I'm not saying suspect them. I'm just thinking, what's going on? Could it be that the other person has said, no, you can't do that here. No, you can't do that. How did it get to you? 
Because deep calls unto deep. If you are evil, another evil person will find you and they will settle down with you. And all of a sudden, we're seeing you together now. And we're asking, oh, so you guys are best friends now. Oh, what's going on? I'm not saying don't accept those that have been rejected. <laughs> of course, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, ask questions. So you didn't see me around all this while. <laughs> ask questions like, yeah, so, oh, how are you? I've got a certificate. So, so are you still good friends with her? Are you still good friends? Nah, the way they are living, just know. Ah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Why? So that you don't receive revelation and waste it. I can bet my life on this. People that I've met in church... I've drank from the same water and I can tell you that they are not going anywhere. They say, hey, yeah, but I've left that church now. Look, I already know where you're going to. Now, that's different from a person that God is sending out to expand the territory of our influence. There has been none in Spark since we came. They're not expanding nothing. They're just going to put themselves in shame because they're not expanding any territory. If your fight is on chicken and rice, right? No, God is calling me to other ministries. Yeah, but you just fought about rice yesterday. All of a sudden, you have a meal. You don't have no... Oh, come on, man. Shut up. What are you talking about? Those are important things because you must not sow in vain. You must not observe prayer night impromptu services in vain you must not do that I refuse to let you do that it is impossible that offense must, should, would, would not come but you've got to watch your offense life and constantly examine yourself about the things that offend you because unless you watch out for it You'll be offended in no time and you will become a constant repentant. A constant repenter. One will say, yeah, 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 I missed it. Uh, thank you, Lord. Yeah, I missed it. Eventually, it will not use you anymore. Why? Because it's long. <laughs> so watch your offense pattern. Blessed are the pure in heart. They are pure because they don't take things to add. The home of God called your heart. You must not just bring strangers at will. I'm sitting in my bedroom all the time and this guy keeps barging in with strangers. So, oh, sorry. I, oh my God, I forgot. It's your bedroom. Okay. Next day, boom, bam, boom. 
Now I keep saying, okay, who is this guy? Now, it is no longer going to be about the guy you brought in, Mr. Offense. I will have to shut you out because if I want offense not to come into my home, which is my heart, which is eternity, the place where God dwells, I must shut out the person who brings it in. Are you listening to me tonight? So therefore, if your right hand causes you to sin, God already told you what he will do. He said he's going to cut it off. And so those who make it to fulfill the exploits that God wants for their life, they are cut off. There is nothing too important in our lives that cannot be cut off. I don't care if it's my mom. I just tell, I'm tell, I told you I'll tell you the truth tonight. Because I'm not going to let my mom drag me down. She wouldn't. I'm just using an example. Drag me down. I'm not going to respect nobody beyond my core. Are you listening to me tonight? So what will it take? Because tonight is sons and daughters, so I'm going to speak in this manner. What will it take to to get to the destination of God's call for my life. Jesus said it many times. He who cannot forsake father or mother. Forsake and respect is two different things. So don't sell the false family life thing to me. Because I've seen many people's life ruined. Because a, 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 the enemy of a man... Is a member of his own household. Are you with me tonight though? Because it will be a sin for God to invest this much word into you and you don't get to destination. May that never be your own portion, right? It will be wrong for God to speak so much word that others are crying to him and then he gives it to you on the platter of gold and you miss it because I've seen too many people who miss it. Okay, so let me start with the deep issues why people miss it. Number one, they do not recognize persons. So I need you to look for that scripture back for me. When doctor had spoken about those who say, well, I came to church for God. They were servants of David. I want you to listen to me because and I'm being very careful tonight because I would mention certain names and how they missed it. You know one of the things that I will never forgive? I, I, I don't forgive things when people say, oh, you're my father and then you make decisions without consulting your father. Then you come back to ask me for advice after you've made a decision. I said, listen, did I put out an application looking for kids? Listen, never forgive means that if there's going to be a reconciliation, it's going to be on principle. Not I'm sorry. 
Satan is the master of I'm sorry. Don't take those nonsense. People live a loose life without guidance. And in the name of sons in the Lord or daughter in the Lord or church stuff, you're going to drag me into that disorderly life. Why did you open your mouth to start talking rubbish in the first place? So, it's like, you see someone with other, you have none. And you say, you know what I'll do? I will do my disorder. Then I will bring you into my disordered life. So that you're running up and down making decisions after that I've disordered it. That means I'm part of that decision. I said, no, I'm going to watch you go down. Afterwards, you will understand what that word means. Or then you will embrace it or forsake it. But it's not going to be business as usual where you talk sweet words. And then we have handshake on sweet words. What is word? Except if it's spoken by a heart that understands what they are saying. Are you ready with scriptures though? Let me see the one you got first. Then some of the sons of Benjamin and Judah came to David at the stronghold. And David went out to meet them and answered and said to them, if you have come peaceably to me to help me, my heart will be united with you. You remember this scripture, right? Talk to me now, Spark Nation. It said, if you've come peaceably to help me, my heart will be united. So we, we I th think you guys started to shout because it's about oneness, right? So we can't win a battle if he's suspecting. And then he will say, you know, for pity, I love him so much. But for Henry, I'm not sure. Now, what kind of a heart is this? Because his heart is connected to me. He claims his heart is connected to me. But the real connection to me is connection to yourselves. Did you hear what I just said now? So, how do I test... That always connected to me. I look at the way Tristan Sam. If he's paranoid about Sam, he can sit me down all he likes and say, You are my father. I'm thinking, okay, I will know soon. Let me see your reaction to him. Does that mean they won't disagree? Disagreement is not a disconnection of heart. Refusal to follow is the disconnection of heart. Are you listening to me tonight? If you've come peaceably to me to help me, my heart will be united. When our hearts are united, I'm still laying foundation. When our hearts are united, the action wouldn't matter. So I know some people who would not understand yesterday night. And the or day before yesterday's night, Monday or Tuesday night. But the reason why they will make it is that they are willing to follow. They are given, 
they are coming to church is not based on the fact that they understand. It's based on the fact that they've determined, they've made up their mind to follow. So our heart unites. I've told you times without number that I will never be a party to the school of no God for yourself because number one, the reason is because all those whose mouths I've heard it from, they are liars. The ones that I know, I'm telling you now, I know them personally. They are liars. They are pretenders. <laughs> so it is difficult for me to believe how they've become this no God expert. Because sister, the last time I checked, I'm being careful about what I say now, you know. Not because of you, it's because of those camera things flying around. Oh, don't turn it off. <laughs> but let's leave them alone. If you've come peaceably to me, our heart will be united. Yes, ma. But now I want to get into this now. Go on. But if to betray me to my enemies, since there is no wrong in my hands, may the... Verse 18. Then the Spirit came upon Amasai, chief of the captains, and he said, we are yours, O David. We the, the, the spirit of the the spirit came upon him, and when the spirit came, the spirit did not begin to praise God. The spirit did not say, "Well, we've submitted ourselves to God." The Holy Spirit came for them to declare that they belong to David. What is the first sign of a man or a woman who has received the Spirit? The ability to submit because they discern David. The Spirit knows what was upon David and without David, God can be almighty God who reigns in heaven. But on the earth, his will will not be done. Because he needed a servant like David. And all those who will go forth from there to prosper will have to be David's. Not to tell those about the Davidic anointing. It gathers not the rich. It gathers not the influential. It gathers the distressed. Yeah, those who are in debt. So if by mistake somebody walks into the congregation of David without being distressed, something would have to bring them to that position so that they fit into that army. Otherwise, they will not fit in still. It is the Davidic anointing. It is how you taste the power and the call over the life of David. But the guy who came to Jesus by night, he couldn't. So Jesus said, if you're, because I'm the son of David. If you're going to fit into this order, go sell all you have. Are you listening to me tonight? Go sell all you have and then you will follow me. 
But if you can't let go of that, this gift cannot work for the fruit that you carry. But you remember the gift and the fruit needs to meet, right? Talk to me now, please. Well, let's stay with this before I get into that. Yes, ma'am. We are yours, O David. Uh -huh. We are on your side, O son of Jesse. Peace, peace to you and peace to your helpers. For your, for your God, God helps, helps you. you. Yeah, go on. So David received them and made them captains of the troop. Who made them captains? God. Don't forget this. The people who missed it in the past did not discern persons. They have a false perception of God. But because they did not have submissive spirit anyway, they cannot submit to David. But you, you do know that it's easier to submit to God than man. You didn't hear me, Spark Nation, did It is easier to submit to God because there's no accountability in that one. When you don't pray, you don't pray. What would you do? Let's say not praying is a sin. I said, let's say. What would you do if it is God? He said, forgive me. If you're at the first time, okay, no, okay, let's forget prayer. When you fornicated the first time, if you were in church, you're born in church. The first time you went to God and said, Forgive me. Right? Depending on how deep your relationship is, you cried. It's the first time. The second time you asked for forgiveness, but now there's no more crying. The third time you ask for forgiveness, the fourth day. The fifth time or the 99th time, there is no more forgiveness asking until you get to church and the pastor is preaching about it. And he says, Ah, oh, yeah, I remember that because now it has become a practice, right? Stay with me. But if on the first occasion, you contracted STD. You don't ask for forgiveness. There is accountability to your health. And the sickness will deal with you. Simple. Yeah? Please stay with me. So, that, that one is accountability. The God forgive me one... So why is there punishment in this realm? Punishment, disease and sickness came because men refused to submit to the authority of God. So God said those things as submission force. And this is how prosperity therefore works. Listen to me. He, 
it spoke about the God of Isaac. He said, when Laban was chasing Jacob, right? He said, but for the God of Abraham and the fear, the fear of my father Isaac, he placed himself under that judgment. The judgment of if, the, if what I did to you, oh my God, you're not hearing me. I would love you to read that scripture soon. If what I did to you, when I did it, if I did not consider the fear of my father, Isaac. So, the authority, the power to judge, to condemn, was his father, Isaac. Do you understand that? So, he placed authority... That's what I'm talking about sons and daughters now. He placed authority in his father called Isaac. And he equates Isaac with God of Abraham. So how do people prosper? They have persons that they honor like the God of Abraham. It is not, look, it is silly to think, well, so are you now worshipping man like God? It's rubbish. You don't need to in order to set up a structure of authority. Otherwise, cause will be the discipline. Huh? You didn't hear me. I said, if Jacob's Isaac was not his fear, then poverty would be his fear. That's what I'm saying. Check most poor people. They say things like, I don't fear anybody. They are stubborn. They say, no, I just respect myself. I don't, no, 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 no. All these people think, no, 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 I'm disciplined. By whose fear? You'll be shocked that poor people are more proud So it said, because of the fear of Jacob, of Isaac, it will treat Laban right. This is a guy that has God, the Almighty, and then as God, the mini mighty, whose power works for you according to your level of submission. Oh my God. If faith is submission, Whatever gift the person to whom you in court submit to, their power works for you in equal proportion to how much you submit. What is the hand of God? Christ. The Lord said to my Lord, sit down at my right hand until I make your enemies your foot too, right? Is that correct scripture? Talk to me now. That's correct scripture. Submit yourself therefore unto God. And submit under his hand. In due time he will lift you up. His right hand is Christ. Jesus. The person of Jesus. The words that he spoke before he left. Humble yourself 
therefore under the mighty hand of God. You'll get that on your way home. At his right hand are pleasures. The Lord said to my Lord, sit down at my right hand. So when it talks about submission, it talks about person. For God is a spirit. So when Jacob was saying the God of Abraham, you are going to read that scripture. Yes, sir. Please read. Jacob was angry and took Laban to task. What is my crime? He asked Laban. How have I wronged you that you hunt me down? Now that you have searched through all my goods, what have you found that belongs to your household? Put it here in front of your relatives and mine and let them judge between the two of us. I have been with you for 20 years now. Your sheep and goats have not miscarried, nor have I eaten rams from your flocks. I did not bring you animals torn by wild beasts. I bore the loss myself. And you demand payment from me for whatever was stolen by day or night. This was my situation. The heat consumed me in the daytime and the cold at night. Go to the verse I'm looking for, please. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had not been with me. The God of Abraham, the one that we cannot see. But the fear of who? Someone say fear God. I, I'm saying, no, no, no. Fear man. You think people don't commit crime here because of God. They don't because there is a man's system which will impose punishment. But guess what? We don't have to go through those punishments when we have figures in our lives. Oh my God. So, if God is the first part of Trinity, Isaac here is Christ because he's the second part in the old dynamics of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So if we want to talk about the second person of Trinity, it will be Isaac, right? But if you don't believe it as the second, uh, as the second part of the Trinity, how about in your seed, meaning Isaac, shall the nations of the earth be blessed. So when he, 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 when he came to Isaac, he did not say the God of Isaac. He said the fear of the structure of my father Isaac. Why do people miss it? Isaac would have become a guy in his life who he can skip and go to the God of Abraham. Meanwhile, if he's going to prosper, it's going to be his reaction, not to the God of Abraham, because it wasn't the God of Abraham that asked him for an offering of meat. It was his father, Isaac and Isaac did not say God told me that I should eat meat it is a fake father that will come to the house and say God told me that you should 
do this and that. No. If you understand Isaac, you will know that the father can say, I just feel like. So you see, the sons of the church of sons and daughters, you see, is different from the prophetic in court church. Because for those ones, the pastor has to lie and come and give them funny prophecies so that they can give. And if they feel like the Holy Spirit has moved, the moment the man said, give me, give so, so, so money, people are trooping out to give it. Are you listening to me today? People are trooping to the altar to give everything because they've seen miracles. But the church of sons and daughters, the Antioch church, we might get to Antioch tonight though. The Antioch church, sons and daughters, will, will respond because the father said, I feel. He said, the fear of Isaac. He said, so, whenever I want to do something, I remember my father Isaac. How did I do it? I said, I was just angry. So you skipped your father. Yeah, I know you were angry. Because I've always known you are a fool. Because anger lies in the bosom of a fool. Isn't that what the Bible... Listen, anger lies in the bosom of a fool. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but the reason is this. Yeah, whatever. And you see fools, they only do themselves one service in life. They build their life and tear it down in a moment. That's the job that God has given to fools. Fools build to destroy. If you see a foolish man building something, he can build it diligently for 10 years. But believe me, all that he built for those 10 years for is to to destroy it with one minute of anger. The labor of a fool for 20 years is for an activity in two minutes. I don't want to hear about your excuse on why you are angry. Anger lies there. Sometimes, sometimes you see, the time that the anger wasn't manifesting is lying down, is resting. Why is he resting? Because the fool has not built enough. So anger lies down. Orders a coffee in the morning. Eats breakfast in bed. Until he peeps to the house of the fool and says, Whoa, he's built some few things now. Whoa, he's been going to church for a few weeks now and he's on fire. Let's strike now. It destroys all that to build it again for another 10 years. An angry man is a fool no matter how nice he is. If he's nice to you for 10 years, 10 minutes of anger, it will kill you. It doesn't take 10 minutes to kill. So before you marry a man, you better check his CRB or his FFB. It's not holy to say in church. 
This is not church. This is Hilton, right? But let me get back to my topic. Because I can spend the whole night telling you 21 disaster of a foolish man. A fool talks a lot. A fool does not allow you to talk. He has reasons for every act of foolishness. He keeps talking. Have you seen men who keep talking? I said, you would have been wiser if you stopped talking for one minute. You would deliver your whole family from disaster. It doesn't matter what he's talking about. He can talk about his experience with God. But you know, it's not the one talking. It's the guy that is lying down. But let's go back to our thoughts. So don't forget this. The second part of Trinity is man. Isaac. Man has become like one of us. It set him as a structure. Our response to that man. I'm building up a story now. Is what guarantees how blessed we will be in the realm of men. Our response to his God is what guarantees how blessed we will be in eternity in the realm of God. Uh-uh, you didn't hear me. Our response to men is what guarantees our blessing in the realm of men. I'm going to give you scriptures soon. In God's realm, have you ever read the scripture Believe the Lord your God and you will talk to me now. You will be established. Believe his prophet. What would happen? You're not talking tonight, man. Okay, you just don't know that scripture. If you believe God, it says there will be establishment. It said, but if you believe his prophet, you will prosper. I just gave you a scripture for what I just said. So, in the realm of establishment, God's realm, it is my believing God, which is the first thing. By faith, we believe that the earth was framed by the word of God. But in the realm of men, to prosper is subject to another man. So, what if I don't discern that man? Fake Christianity sold us a fake idea that those scriptures don't matter. What matters is charismatic feeling. If I feel like God has touched me now, then I'm, I say, I prayed in my prayer closet seven days and I know something is going to happen. Something new. I say, yeah, but it's been five years now. It's been five years. What, what's going on? Then now, I've got to investigate the person's life and say, but who is, where's the fear of Isaac? So there's no fear of Isaac, but I fear God Jehovah. So if God left the earth to be like that, we would have all killed ourselves. I'm sure there are people you wish you can kill tonight. If not that, you know that there will be a prison sentence. Anyone, anyone like that? Imagine that. A lot of people. Don't worry. I know you didn't raise your hand because you feel, oh, we should walk in love. <laughs> if they suspend the law for one night, 
and say, Mother, Mother is okay for tonight. You know what you're going to do. You know there is somebody for whom you will commit the mother or to whom you will mother or whoever you will mother. But you will ask for forgiveness from God. But why, 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 why do you not do it? The fear of the law. Now, if I'm going to be free from the law, I've got to set up another law system. I'm getting into the word now. If I'm going to be free from the law of man, I've got to be under another kind of law, subject to that law, by my will. This one I submit to, so that the one that I'm forced to be under will not have power over me. How do I set myself free from that law? Because eventually the law of the world will cause inflation problem. Now, if we are partakers of what happens in the world, it's because we have no system to which we submit. Are you listening to me tonight? This is not the summary of Monday and Tuesday. This is continuation or consolidation, whatever we want to call it. Or bringing it to a perfect understanding. That Sarah submitted to Abraham not afraid because she trusted God. Because what we walk through people's minds is, so what if people take advantage of me? Sarah, Abraham did. But Sarah won at the end. Why? Because she trusted God and entered her rest. But human beings, we want to fight for ourselves, right? And said, no, 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 I've got, to, I've got to put my guards up now. You know, I must have no guard to put up. Otherwise, I will not have the fear of Isaac. Read on, sister. Oh, whatever you wanted to read. And amplified. Yeah. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the feared one of Isaac yeah. had not been with me, most certainly you would have sent me away empty-handed. Let's get into the New Testament. Again, why do people miss it? They have no fear of people. Now, the fear of human is not panic. So, when we say we don't fear people, what we're saying is that we don't fear that they can harm us or destroy us. Um, a human being goes somewhere and says, oh, I will kill you. Da, da, da. We're not supposed to fear them. But again, don't forget these three dimensions now. God's dimension, the Trinity, which we will now find, we're coming into the New Testament in a moment, and that's where I want to beat my tent tonight. And there, there's something I will never forget ever. I think I corrected some of your brother to, uh, today. No, let me leave that one. So, what, what I must realize that there are people in this realm whose gift makes me a fruit producer. And if I don't come in contact with that gift, I will have I will only remain a seed. You see, the seed is powerful, but it's useless 
if it doesn't go in the ground, right? So no matter how great you are as a seed that God planted upon the earth without a ground with the gift to bring life out it is going to be a waste of time. When you hold a seed in your hand it looks dead, lifeless but let it come in contact with the gifted earth. And that earth is all mineral resources. Every gift is in that earth, right? So the way I will describe gifts and fruit is the seed and the earth. The blessing was placed upon the earth. But also, what is the use of the earth without the seed in it? So the moment you take that seed, and the gifted earth upon which God has spoken life and you put it there life comes out that seed becomes a blessing to many because now it is bearing fruits are you with me tonight? but it has to be planted so don't talk about how special you are but go around and say well you know he's got a good heart oh you know oh my God he's got a good heart it means nothing you understand? It does not mean anything. It may be true, but that art, that seed, must come in contact now with the ground. Now, does it matter if that seed is pear-shaped, it looks funny, it looks dented, as long as it's a seed. If it can meet the earth. So it's not about how good the seed is, isn't it? You don't take picture of, oh, these are fine seed. Therefore, the fruit will be fine. No, no, no. Let it just be a seed. Either he has good heart or he doesn't have good heart. Let it just be a seed. Stop advertising how good heart you have. It doesn't mean anything. Okay. Now we're going to Ephesians. When he gave gift unto men. This is where I'm going to put my tent tonight and answer the questions for you know actually let's start for for you know our manner of entry then he started to talk about i long to see you let's start from that one so i can break it down so that if you missed what doctor was trying to say you can get it tonight are you ready man yes sir and we will read from message to or i think it's tpt but start from where you are, man. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry please we start, had. Please start from, start from verse 7, please. So that you became examples to all in Macedonia. I'm sorry, start from verse 5. Yes, sir. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, uh -huh. but also in power. And in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance. As you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. As you know what kind of men. Please follow me tonight. So we're going to focus a lot about on men. Of course I know you've been taught not to focus on men but God. But look at the life of the person who told you please. 
I'm not sure you want to be like them. Don't focus on men. Focus on God. Yeah, right. So I'm saying, to be honest, if I'm going to go by your life, I'm going to do exact opposite. I will focus on men, not on God. Going by your life. Because I don't want it. But you, you, you get the gist. So it mentioned men here. Yes, ma'am. Verse 6. And you became followers of us and of the Lord. You first became followers of us. Then we took you to the Lord. Look, hey, you see, I'm reading from the Bible. You became followers of us and by the time you add and, it means it happened after. So I realized that when you preach the gospel and people become born again, it is not because of the Lord, it's because of you. God himself put certain favor. That's what we call lifestyle evangelism, right? It puts something on you. Now, I'm talking to you leaders now. Please listen to me. It is going to be you first. There is nothing about, well, so we can miss the Lord. You can't miss the Lord. The Lord is not like a fluctuating factor. It's not a stock market thing. Is there. But it puts something on you because it will take humans to get humans. I've been telling the leaders your personal progress because they have to become followers of you. And so what must happen in every ordained person's life in Spark Nation. Now, look, let me tell you a, a truth about ordination. Ordination for some people is just a chance for God to say, look, I tried my best for you. You were never meant to make it. So all this nonsense of, oh, even though he's ordained, even though he's ordained, he's not doing that, it doesn't mean anything. Judas was ordained. So you choose who you're going to be. It doesn't mean anything, but it means if I carry it with dignity, you became followers. So what must happen in every ordained person, people must be able to follow you. Because you're not a fornicator, adulterer. That's part of it, but also because you're making progress. And making progress is not because you're comparing yourself with others and you're looking at how well they are doing and you want to force something through. That in itself is immaturity. Guess what you will get? You will not be able to do nothing. Without him, you will do nothing. All that you will just accumulate is hatred. And look, people will not pity you because you are failing. And say, oh, look at Ash, he's lonely. Nobody's got time. For now, in 10 years' time, we will look back and help those who are struggling. But right now, if you sit in a corner complaining about if people love you or not, you're wasting your time. Because everyone is working out their own salvation with fear right now and with trembling. <laughs> you became followers of us 
and we had nowhere else to take you. I said, well, I, what I just don't like about that spark is the way they just go, pity, pity. Yeah, right. I'm sure the worship they sing is pity at the center of it all. You're sick and jealous for nothing. That's not worship. That is appreciation in case you don't know what that means. Because you haven't seen it before. I'm sure tonight we, we have a worship song for PT tonight. And when PT came out, he said, let's lift up the name of Pastor Toby Adebwegan, yeah? No. You became followers of us and we had no other place to take you to. We took you to the one who sent us. Then what? Having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit, uh -huh. so that you became examples to all in Macedonia and Acacia who Achaia, believe. Achaia. Achaia who believe. You became example to the whole world. Talk to me. Why? Because you became followers of us. And then followers of the Lord. Now, you were not setting up your life to become examples. You became. Ah. Church. I is your pastor. I did not set up my life to become this. I became because I followed certain things. From the word. Not knowing what it will become. How do you become a multi-millionaire then? Not by dreaming and posting the paper of I will become a millionaire. You follow certain things. Then you become as a natural product of something that you're living. So you're not matured when all that is in your head is how do I become? No, you didn't hear me. Do you know why we are blocked in the church? I know about giving. I give not to become a billionaire. But you will become because you are following a natural, which is supernatural, order of something. And as long as you're following it, you'll become it. It's like a baby elephant. If he eats the food of the mother elephant, because the DNA, the seed is there, she will become the mother elephant. You became an example. So our spark nation becomes something that the whole world will speak about. Because we're going to go and pray. We're going to prophesy. No, I never did those things. There are some things that we follow. There are the fear of men that we had. And as long as we follow that, you know what would happen? You look sleepy tonight. What would happen is we set the fear. You know what I mean by fear of man now, right? Ourselves and those men, without we looking for them, will come together. Eventually. That's what you're beginning to see. But it wasn't 
you know what my friends used to do they would scheme to meet men of God so what happens after they've met all the people that they said now they will meet them they will scheme away meet them well I, I used to say to them I still say to them you guys went from conference to conference so what's up now you're down broke busted gone nothing is working why did you not become like that person you skipped your way to meet them but you didn't become but there's something because you didn't set them as your fear and they also didn't care as long as you are sowing into their lives so the natural occurrence of things will not bring you together you will seek them out by emails let me tell you, mentorship is good and you must pursue mentorship in court. But let me tell you, as you are becoming, a day will come that you will level up with the people that you need. Because you have become. You became followers of us. And you became, sorry, you became examples to all because you followed us and we took you to the Lord. You became examples to the whole world. How can we raise businessmen and women, sons and daughters from this house that will become example to the whole body of Christ? We follow us and then follow the Lord. Many of you will get that. Few of you will never get that. Because of the culture you're coming from. And you can look at me and say I'm not a cultural person. But you are. You became examples. So what, what, what did PT do to come to this stage? And I'm not saying we're anywhere yet. I'm just saying what? Nothing. You set the fear of Isaac. Then you follow an other. So even if Isaac is not there, because of their word, you think about what they would have said. If you follow that, the same grace, the blessing we pass from Isaac must to pass to Jacob. Let me tell you why he so missed it. His father kept warning him not to marry outside of Israel. Outside of the people of covenant. But you see Isaac, right? No fear of Jacob. He was just, he's an independent guy is no wonder by the time his birthright need to be bought it was so cheap a bowl of porridge was fine not even dollar fries porridge <laughs> why because he's lessened himself by walking out of the fear of isaac don't forget your blessing in this room will be subject to the man he said up quickly for from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth. From where? From you. From Spark Nation. The word of the Lord has sounded forth. Don't forget, like doctor said, if he blesses you with anything, it's so that you can be a platform that Christ will stand upon. Yes. Can I tell you something about Christ? No matter how people try to say he's poor, 
He cannot stand on the poor man's platform because nobody will see him there. Are you listening to me? It is impossible for him to stand there because a poor man, the Bible says, he has no voice. So imagine Jesus tonight decides to use your neighbor. No, you will soon move out of that neighborhood, but imagine it decides we will put our glory in this girl's neighbor tonight and we will use him. Please, who is going to hear? Exactly. You live in that for, for now. The next number one. 25. Jesus said, no problem. You people say you can use anybody. It goes number 26. And the anointing comes down. The Shekinah glory enters our bedroom. Guess what? Satan is saying, so what? So what? It is not a platform. It can come down to bless her in his home. And that's fine. That's, that's when Christian says, I enjoy the presence of God. We're enjoying our, I was enjoying the presence of God. Okay, cool. Fine. Good luck to you. But tomorrow, what is going to happen? But what if one of you becomes the CEO of, um, where do you work now? Network real. And the glory of God comes upon him at work. Guess what would happen? All the influential engineers or accountants, it's a platform. Guess what you've got to do? The prosperity that the fear of Isaac brings into your life is to set a platform up for you. It is after the platform is set up that Christ steps in. Did you hear what I just said? Ah, they didn't hear me. You followed us. Then we began to release certain level of the blessing. God was building your influence. And after it was built to a level, Christ says, okay, I can step on this platform because I'll be seen. I'll show you scriptures shortly. Otherwise... I will not be seen. You will end up to be Christians who worship their God in their little room like this or their big space. They worship. They sing songs that they know to each other. They preach sermon that they know to each other and go home. Then they fold their hands and say, God, take over the earth. Come quickly and reign over this kingdom. He said he has set you as kings and as priests, right? But it takes a king to raise a king. So the word of the Lord sounded forth where? Not only in Macedonia and Achaia, uh -huh. but also in every place. This is what God wants to accomplish. But remember this scripture did not, did not start without saying you became followers of us. And then of the Lord. The word of God was in every place. Why? Because you followed. 
When you followed, you became. Every true following must lead to a becoming. I look at one of your sisters and say, the reason why you've not become anything is because you never followed. You could be here for seven years, but you didn't follow. Whenever you hear instruction, there is something in your own heart that just makes you follow your own way. And that's good for you. The only problem is that it led nowhere. You followed, you became, then the word of the Lord is in every place. How did you sparklation become people with the word of the Lord in every newspaper? Somebody followed. We didn't have to kneel down in the corner of our bed and say, Lord, Lord, one day let us be in every newspaper. Oh Lord, the major TV station, let them begin to come. In fact, in the past, when people have come prophesying those things, I just think and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna give me something you don't have right now. Go on. No, there is a practice. I don't know why believers feel that they can pray for something to happen, though. You're just gonna pray it. They say things like pray it into existence, pray it into existence. I said, sister, you've prayed yourself out of existence. You just prayed yourself out. Pray what into existence. There are principles that became because they followed. Read on, man. Your faith toward God has gone out so that we do not need to say anything. It said evangelism became easy. Because your faith to God is now spread everywhere. Now, is this far-fetched? This is Spark Nation that I'm talking about. Everybody got to know about your faith every day. Newspapers do articles on you without telling you. So that means it is not... I, I was telling uh, Minister Fumi, I said, there's a part in the newspaper yesterday. They said, and that Adewega guy is very rich. I said, I like that though. I don't know how you become very rich without having a bank account. But okay, that's fine, whatever. I said, I, I, I need that to keep being said, you know, like Abraham. And the nation started to call him Abraham. I, I said, amen to that. It had gone, gone out that we do not need to say anything because they already know who you are. So when you meet people now, it's either they love you already or they don't like you. But they know. They've got to know. You cannot be in a country and nobody knows what you are. But you became that. Now, God is calling us to become something now. And I'll show you what we will become next. Please don't forget this though. Don't forget this line of thought. Just before you get carried away. Don't forget that whatever God is building in your life is so that you can become a platform for a statement. Including your marriage too. It's got to be a platform. If it is not a platform, it will be a burden. 
Did you hear me? If it is not a platform for, for Christ to be heard and seen and touched, it is therefore a burden. It is not therefore a marriage anymore. It becomes a bondage. Something that you've entered into and because of culture you can't come out of. Read on, sister. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Good. It mentioned that they turned to God, right? Yes, Please talk now. Yes. They turned to God and one would have said, okay, but there's no man here. No. The man of entry we had. When we entered in that way, then you turned. It is not the man of entry God had. I'm just repeating what Bible says. Oh. For they themselves declare concerning us. The manner, how we came. The manner of entry is how we got your attention. How we became significant to you. Because a person can pass in front of you. And you don't even know they passed. They have no entry. Ah. Have you seen people without any entry before? And when people realize that they don't have entry, that's why you're getting angry that someone didn't greet you. You have no entry, no need. You go to where you have entry. The clear concern in us, what manner of entry we add to you and how you turn to God from idols, but we had to have that manner of entry and it compelled you so much that you turn from idols. When we talk about idols here, we're not just talking about gods of Egypt. Yeah? We're talking about everything that a man worships except God, including money. Read on, sister. How you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Yeah. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead. Yep. Even Jesus, who deliver us, who delivers us from the wrath to come. Yep. For you yourselves know, brethren, that our coming to you was not in vain. Okay. But even after we had suffered before and were spitefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God in a much conflict. For our exhortation did not come from error or uncleanness, yeah. nor was it in deceit. But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak not... Wait, wait, wait. Read that again. But as we... We're going to Ephesians. As we have been approved, we, we became approved dealers. If you will be there, why do you need to approve somebody? 
the moment they are approved, they become God in this realm. So what betides me if I do not discern them, but I have this perceived relationship with God. And he says, oh, I've got an approved dealer. As we have been approved by God to be entrusted. So, I, Paul should have said, if this is the Christianity we were thought, that we are all entrusted. That's the error Christians carry around. He said, no, we're all um, children of God. Oh. No, you're not. So as we, Paul was talking to an old church and he said, as we have been approved by God, he approved us. If time permit me, we'll go through what approval is, how they pass the check. It's like the MOT test. Paul said it, doctor already yesterday. The many things that they've gone through. Now, don't say, well, I've gone through serious problems. To, no, that was your own foolishness. It has nothing to do with the gospel. A man beats his wife, gets arrested, locked up. He didn't tell me that's what he's done. Meet him years ago. He's telling me about what he has gone through in life. And that's how he knows that God is with him. Until we found out what, what happened. Oh, I was jailed like Paul. Oh, wow. That's very deep. But what did you do? Oh, well, it's deep matter. We will talk about it another day. Say, nah, I want to know today. Oh, so you abused a woman. Yeah? That's your Pauline. That's, that's what makes you an apostle. I'm telling you, it's preaching on Facebook. You're probably checking his stuff now. I'm telling you, most of the people you listen to on those social media, they are insane. It's a home of little minds, dollars, dropouts of life, not school. School dropout is no big deal. Life. Those are the people there, mostly. And be careful of those who quote Bible there. They are the worst. We've been approved of God and entrusted with the gospel. Uh -huh. Even so, we speak. Not, not as pleasing men. Uh -huh. Not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. Because of where I want to go, do you want to read something? The go message, on. sir. Message. God tested us thoroughly. To make sure we were qualified to be trusted with this message. Be assured that when we speak to you, we're not after crowd approval. Only because, God approval. <laughs> because we've got God's approval. We cannot therefore be after man's approval. Yeah? So he, he says here, go back to, to that same message, the Verse 3. Yes, sir. God, God tested. Yes, sir. God tested us thoroughly 
to make sure we were qualified to be trusted with this message. It trust it, 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 it tested us. I'm going somewhere. It tested us thoroughly. This is Paul speaking. God tested us thoroughly to make sure that we are qualified. So, please, who goes to an unqualified doctor in the name of, well, if he says he's a doctor and he's talking medical stuff, well, if the guy knows some med, if, if he's talking it, no, we were tested we became qualified, then we became entrusted. Has it done that for all humans? No. Has he tested and qualified all humans? No. But how do I then become partaker of those that have been tested thoroughly? And then qualified and then entrusted because I must be one with them. This is where I'm going with this gist tonight. So, doctor said it yesterday. And all my sons here, either they do it or not, or they're still doing it, they will tell you. Years ago, isn't it, I told you guys that holiness, sanctification is birth. In the place of prayer. When you're battling with something. And, and I gave a very practical example. If you guys still remember. When you're struggling with a sin. And you go to the place of prayer. Years upon years. Until you lay hold. You remember that scripture yesterday. Until you lay hold of life. Eternal life. And righteousness. Are you with me? When you lay hold of that, it is for where I'm taking you to in Ephesians. This is why the best gift a person can have is honor. Because when a person has labored to lay hold of that, and I take my seed into that gift, I will produce the reward or the fruit of righteousness as a son or a daughter because... They laid hold of it. This is why the church is powerless. Everybody is individual. Everybody is on their own. And so, and when that happens, he has to go lay hold. He has to go lay hold. Every one of us, hundreds of people here tonight, you've got to go lay hold. If it takes you 15 years, he's got to wait. Why? Because he's trying to lay hold. So he can lay hold 50% today. And the other guy laid hold 50%. We say, yeah, we're on the same page. And the guy drops what he's laid hold of. It's back to 10%. So it works with the leadership. It has to work with the leadership. This is why Jesus, when he came, he always had to choose numbers. 
Because it's going to be based on how fast can we move. There were 500 that were with him. Then there, was, then there were 70. Then there was 12. And if the journey will be faster, there had to be three. Otherwise, even with the 12, even though they represent authority, it's still going to be a problem. So it kept reducing the number without cutting out the rest. If you can get the three right, it gets the 12 right, the 70 will be fixed, the 500 will be fine, and the whole world will be fine. He prayed in the, this is the laying hold of Christ. I'm going to start rounding up now. This is the laying hold of him. It happened in the garden of Gethsemane. He was tempted with sin that night until he laid hold. And that's why I must remind you of what, what doctor said yesterday. And that's one of the things that I've... Listen, I don't think you understand the man that preached to us yesterday. This man has a lone voice. You know, when there will be thousands of preachers saying he's crazy, he's a lunatic. Took the old Christian nation by hand, declaring the word of the Lord. And when it will seem like everybody has outgrown him, when he came, he outgapped them by a long shot. Stood against oppositions. Took government. You don't know how powerful. Listen, you don't know how powerful African government is. Don't let anybody fool you because you've stayed in a bubble. Took an old government to ransom that when he speaks from his own location, government panics. Nations. How do you leave your own country? Stop sleeping, sister. Don't sleep under the word. Go home and sleep. You have a better bed. Don't come to church and sleep. Don't stay at home. Come on Sunday. That's sleeping um, um, stuff. Or you actually leave your home at this time and you're going to get back home late and you're sleeping under the world. What's wrong with you? Go home and sleep. You don't have to keep up appearance. There's no need. You're still accepted in the beloved. If you're too shy to wake someone up by your side with sleeping in church, then you're too shy to be blessed. Because he said, love your neighbor as yourself, right? So if they are sleeping and you don't wake them, you don't love them. So waking people up is sowing the seed. What was I saying? Took over government. But, but, but let, me, let me leave that. Listen now. Listen now. Listen now. He entrusted the message to someone. So whoever the message is entrusted to, 
is now the one qualified to entrust it to others. Okay, can I ask you a question then? Listen now. Paul said God tested us thoroughly to make sure that we were qualified to be trusted with this message. Now, if Paul is going to entrust it to someone else, we will test them. Uh-uh. You didn't, you didn't hear me. Yeah? I think your answer is right. So if God thoroughly tested Paul, and now it is entrusted to him, it therefore means that if Paul brings Curtis and say, I entrust this to you, God will thoroughly tested Paul and qualified him, knows that he, he, Paul, is able to qualify Curtis. So now, come, let's say Obi is God. It doesn't mean anything. It means the one to whom don't say I'm accountable to. So that. Let's say it's God and he entrusts me with the word, commissions the word to a generation to me. I'm now qualified because if maybe Pastor Eber will call, confirm this, if you're going to pass cars for MOTs, your workshop will pass an exam that the government or whatever DVLA can then trust you. <laughs> they said no pastor workshop. <laughs> of course, his workshop. Now, by the time he says... That this guy has passed MOT. Because he is qualified to pass him. He passed already. So then. God forbid that Alex won't even do that. Alex then stands. And says. Um, what is the process in your church of ordination? You are playing God, sister. You will soon die. Yeah, because, because every God that is not God that makes themselves God under the heavens, God will destroy. He then says, oh, so you just look at people and ordain them. No, you just don't look at people and ordain them. He qualifies me, then entrusts me to qualify him. Now, now you get the gist. Everything God will do in your life is for Christ to stand on that platform. So you would think now, he's only talking about entrusting for ministry. What is ministry? Every platform. Oh my God. Whatever platform Christ can stand upon in order to be heard. So, Pastor Curtis, 
Who called you into ministry? Pastor Curtis looks and says, Jehovah Shammah. So be careful of this guy. He's a dangerous guy. Because it's like asking Peter. Peter, who called you into ministry? And he says, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. No, Peter. You were by the seaside one day. And a man, Isaac, and a man, David, the son. Do you know why they will keep repeating him as a son of Jesse? For you to be sure that he is a man. But qualified by divinity. But when he comes, he will not have some star shining on his head. It will be the son. Listen to where I'm taking you to now. It will be the son of somebody. It will be the son of Jesse. But it will be thoroughly approved by God through animals. The lion and the bear will lead them to the household of Saul. It will be thoroughly, and they, it will be thoroughly tested by his reaction to the bear. When the bear comes to take the sheep, it will run after the bear at the extent of his life for no gain. It was his father's sheep. Are you listening to me, leaders? It's for no gain. It is not his sheep. It is the sheep of another man. But that man, the fear of the accountability that he will give to Jesse, it will run after the bear. Because when he gets back home, he has to count the sheep, not to God, to his father, Jesse. So when God was going to write about David, he said, I found David, a man after my heart, the son, because he submits to a man on earth called Jesse. So the fear of Jesse and the sheep of Jesse will become the thorough testing of which if it should pass, it will be qualified because unentrusted, because the end game Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. You see, three sons come.
you see these three men and all the other sons. But let me just say these three men plus others sitting. If they give an offering at the end of a month, I'll check what they give. I won't do that with the whole church. And I'll call Sam and say, what is this? What's going on? Would you, as in, would you think you're giving to God? Because we're giving to God, you just do this. Because there's no accountability with that. Well, I don't have a problem that you gave five pounds. I just want to know how your month went. What's, what's going on? You know why? You know why I've got to do that? If it's not thoroughly tested, I cannot entrust money to him. Because if money is entrusted to him, he will entrust it to someone else. But this is a man I'm entrusting money to. Who does not know what qualification a person must have in order to entrust money to them? And so, okay, you mean you cannot invest in him? No, 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 no. Entrusting money to him, as long as I carry the gift, is laying hands on him and saying, the name of Jesus be blessed. Whatever that means, when the month starts or the year starts, that's going to happen for him in any area that he chooses to focus. So I won't give him cash. I will entrust gifts to him by which it will produce fruit. But you see, he is not the problem. Stand in the middle now. It is this guy that he will now look at to entrust to him. That's my issue here. Listening to me too. So my issue is 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 gonna pass the exam because where I'm going to is him. Where I want to reach, get Ephesians when he has ascended on that. Where I want to reach is him. But how am I sure that it will not prematurely because once he has passed the gifts and the callings are without repentance once he has passed he has the authority to entrust to anyone here so what I do then is this I want to entrust him it's supposed to be three, but there has to be a man in between. This man is supposed to fence me off because God is eager to bless him. Don't forget, he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He wants to bless the world. I've got to fence him off. And he will then put me over. Jesse is not a popular man except for David. The issue is not Jesse, but the submission is Jesse. If Moses would do well in the house of Tetro, 
when Jesus was speaking in the synagogue and his parents forgot him, at the age of eight or seven, whatever, you did not hear from him from that day until 30, 30 years. It was in the workshop of Joseph. I will thoroughly test you before I approve of you. And then it will meet John the Baptist. And then submit. Because if this guy will approve. Once he has been approved. But he had to go through the carpentry workshop. So why did others miss it? The people that have come before us. Doctor came to this country to raise three men. Powerful men. Charismatic. And when you talk of the gospel of Jesus in this nation, forget others. These are the three men. He poured his whole life into them. They got a bit of grace. They went American and chose spiritual fathers. Why do men miss it? They don't discern. They chose based on television ministry. Guess what happened to the life of two of these three men, except for the only one that was here today, who, yesterday, who managed to sustain. Another one went to Nigeria, chose, chose a spiritual father because he's got a large congregation, he's got oil, he, he prays on oil and um, what stupid people call mantu. Stupid people, I repeat. You know why Africans love those things? They are idolaters. In idol worshipping, you have to hold something. They have not left idol. So it's not a big deal to grow things on that. You went to cover your head with a cloth. You are idolatry. You are, you are an idolater. You're worshipping an unknown God. Whose power is in eternity, not in clothes. Anyway, let me leave that so that your, your generation don't even need to be corrupted with the knowledge of the fact that that even exists because it's less than human. So now, let me start rounding up now. It's going to get interesting. See why we're not blessed as a church, friends. So it would approve him because of the fear of Jesse. I've always wondered why did God keep saying David the son because he entrusted sheep into his hand why would you run after a sheep when a lion is trying to take one sheep sir that is not even your own sheep you notice that your house fellowship leader begins to come late to fellowship? Unapproved. Untested. It's not his sheep. He's a hireling. No, let me tell you the word hireling. It is just temporary. Be there for now. Until we find somebody that we have approved. Said it's because there is go slow. Uh-uh. 
Others came because they are flying a private jet. Hireling. Listen to me, please. Because this, would, this yesterday night changed our life as a church. The bear came, the lion came, and God realized this guy will go after anything that touches the sheep. The only time you can provoke David is touch the sheep. It is not that somebody looked at him funny. It is not that his own brothers neglect him. They don't care about him. Which they didn't. Imagine the day the president was coming, they asked him to go away. Did you see David fight about that? Quarrel about that? No. But if you touch the sheep, how do you know those who are tested and approved, their reaction to sheep? When those sheep mean nothing. That's why I started by telling you that your art connection to me is great, but it is tested on your reaction to one another. You understand why I started with that now? There's something testing you right now in your relationships. If you fail that and you honor me, you dishonor me. Because you know what? The sheep that David was supposed to go after, is it not? It's father's sheep. So if you keep slapping the sheep and David says, as long as you don't slap me. David says, you know what? <laughs> if any lion tries me, I will kill the lion and tear it into pieces. Why did the lion not come after David? He's a child of the sheep. His reaction to the sheep, it is not the man. But if he wants to test you, it will come after the sheep. Because the sheep is what God is after. He is the great shepherd of the sheep. Why is he no longer the shepherd of the shepherds? Because the shepherds must shepherd the sheep. So, I will ask him, I'll ask him, or, or Henry, or Nathan, or Dami, or Ben, or Enrique, whoever. And I'll look, I, I, I won't look at the old church given. I don't have the time. I'm also well growing, right? You're growing it. But I will look at few and check what's going on here. What's going on here? Because if God those of them that are businessmen, I will have to check their giving. Why? Because the church needs money? No. Believe me, the church has been surviving without money. Why? Because the blessing, if God looks at this man and makes him a multi-millionaire, that means he can wake up tomorrow and decide to make this man a millionaire. By his own choice. You see the problem with that? It can be emotional. That's why God doesn't bless emotional people, right? It can wake up and be emotional. It can be a feeling. 
It can be, let me do something so that people can be impressed. But the problem is, he's made him a multi-millionaire now. And God will not be able to stop him. So, it's trust, right? So, I've got a money to, because the moment I, if I'm approved, and I know I am, the moment I approve of him, he now has power to approve anybody. Including a girl he's sleeping with. Now you see that's a problem right there, right? Including that one. He will go and approve of him and God will not be able to say no. Because he's an approved dealer. You know what that taught me? Men have to permit you into certain place of power. But they cannot be the current kind of pastors that we have. They have to be extra. They have to not fear what you have. They have to not fear number increase or decrease in the church. Otherwise, they will not be able to approve of anybody. How can you be approved to lead nations if you are a one-hour church goer? It's going to be a big problem. You know why? You will sit in your... When you drive past Canary Wharf, notice you'll see people whose lights are still turned on in their office. Walking to 2 a.m. I say, my husband, wife, or, or my kid just don't like, whoever just don't let me come in late. I said, if you were a career woman, go. Because that would be building life, right? For money that you will lose eventually. Let me stop with this. Are you ready with the Ephesians? So if they will be approved, guess how God then programmed this thing? A pastor can decide to bless somebody. He won't just get around it. Because God is protecting him from passing failed MOTs. And at that point, people will get emotional. No. I just don't approve of you yet. It means you go fix certain things in that car. But we will miss it the moment we say, you know what? It is not only in that place that people can prosper. In other words, I will drive this car without her motive. You're coming down, sister. Or you go to a failed workshop that has forged their own emotion, not approved by God. And you quickly get a pass. Eventually, because time will not permit me tonight, it gave us the proof of those who are approved. It is not in eloquence. It is in your, how do we know that Paul is an apostle? His epistles, apart from the experiences he's had with the Lord. And when we look at his epistles, we know this is a man approved of God. Not how many times he comes on Periscope. So you know I'm not attacking anybody because I come on Periscope all the time. But there are certain things that you will see in the life of a servant of God and you will know this is a servant of God. These guys, like I said, when doctor came, these three guys, they did not discern. Guess how their life ended. 
One died before time. Creflo watched him to death. Like, yeah, preaching in your church every year, but it's dead. That's my spiritual fight. No. Doesn't have the grace to do that. Maybe be a man of God. I don't care. I don't know. The other one went prison. How? For being a pedophile. Sleeping with a boy. Listen, wait, don't, don't say, my God, you can do it too. If God does not protect you, just calm down. What? <laughs> don't just say God's protection or not, never. <laughs> Why? Let me tell you, whatever I'm connected to, it flows from the head. This lay hold of righteousness. Well, well, does that mean he approved? No. You can be approved and you remove your license and fix it to someone that you feel as a better hemoty shop. That's the issue with the church. The, the gift needs the fruit. No matter what gift I carry, you are the fruit as well because you are the womb of a whole new generation. But there's got to be an issue from here to here. So when I looked at this guy's finance, I realized, guess what will then continuously happen in your life? Little by little, God begins to trust you with more because he knows that you know how to entrust it. What some of you call giving is pity. Yeah, you know when you pity and you're giving money because of pity. And God looks and says, This guy is good. In fact, his problem is that he's good. Not good fit for purpose, just good. So, in order to appease his conscience or her conscience, or to impress, because somebody asks you for money because they think you have. And you don't want to look as if you don't have. So now you gave. The problem with that giving is everyone's look at you and say, <laughs> if we entrust this one with more money, it will cause more problem. Because when you give some people money, you're not helping, you are causing problem. There are churches where you give, you're not, you're not blessing God. You're just enhancing fornicator pastor or adultery guy that's all you're doing and someone say how would I know that you don't need to know when you give you just give that's his own problem I'm just saying now we've realized something everything works on entrusting before God will entrust so you know what happened to my friends in court they went to see great men of God they even sow seeds and those men prayed for them with all their heart in court. But even though they prayed for them, God cannot still entrust them. So God did not answer the prayer of his servant. Why? Because he knows this guy has not walked up to the level to understand what you are asking me to give him. 
So God says to us as Park Nation this evening as we close, friends. Number one, prosperity in this realm. And I, I, I beseech you, is based on submission to the son of whom you are, or daughter of whom you are, the son of Jesus. So if I send them, like many of you, to house fellowships, to church units, God's entrusting of them with other sheep is based on how they go after the lion that, and the bear that comes after the sheep. You can go after a lion that comes after you. It's no big deal. That's when your problem becomes an hindrance to ministering to people. Half time is gone now. You partook in our distress, then we'll go to Ephesians 3. You know when I'm preaching, I don't really care about time really. But for the hotel, imagine we have a maybe that's why God has not entrusted us with our own building. <laughs> maybe who knows? If that's the case, please don't. Not entrust me, you, you don't go. And me too, I won't stop preaching. You know why I won't stop preaching? Can I tell you something about you that you may not know today? Let me tell you, where you're seated tonight, the normal temptation of life is this. You will feel like you're not more than what you're, who you are now. But because I'm not you, I can see from outside you, and I'll tell you what. Don't say amen to this, please. The least of you will be a multi-millionaire. Okay, say it, say it. Yeah. Inside, they are panting to say, like, ah, I'm not going to miss this now. Listen, the one among you who is not will be leaders of many that are. Listen, that's what you will become. It is what you'll become. You know why? The greatest thing that can happen to a man or a woman is to sit under teaching and listen. Either teaching of the word or teaching on success. For the word people success. But to be able to listen true is what the world is lacking. You've got that discipline. You don't, please don't say amen. So you cannot be small. Whatever is the situation now is very temporary. How do, you, how do you overcome temporary situation? Should I tell you how? Keep doing permanent things. Wait, you didn't clap because you don't understand. Permanent things means things that have worked in the past. Just keep doing what is permanent, fixed. The word, the word, the word, the word. You don't solve temporary situation by looking for a way out. So, now, this is what God is going to do. This is God. And this is the man that is being approved by their reaction to the sheep. And once he's approved, you see this guy here, 
is the most favored. If he can listen to this one. Because God already approved of this one. So now what is the job of this one then? To check this guy's homework. And when you leave school, they give you assignment. To look at him and say, it's a person coming to me. I don't care how much he owes or how much he doesn't have or have. It's like he comes to me and says, ah, pastor, this month, I thank God for my life, sir. So what's going on? Say said, now, I'm in the category of the 3K givers. I ask him, are you an imbecile? He said, he said, what, sir? This is serious giving. Of course, in your dad and mom's life, that's amazing giving. But their life is good, but that's not what you want, right? So how could you have been with me for six years plus or seven, who knows? And you're thanking God for giving 3K. It's an insult. It is terrible. It is not terrible for the church's income. It is terrible for what can be entrusted to him. Are you, please, are you listening to me tonight? Don't think this is about money. I look at God at this age and I say, God, wow. I thank you for my life throughout 2018. God says, why? Say, because this year I've given 20K. God looks at me. Say, are you okay? What's going on? But you see, it is not an income to God. It is what can be entrusted to me. It's about entrusting. Now, therefore, before we pray tonight, because we're going to ask God to entrust things to us. Nation is God entrusting things to us. The reason why you are here tonight is because God entrusted you to me. He can trust me this much. Now we're not going to mess you up. And so it releases. So what happened to us when we were 100 and praying for a thousand people? God said, Are you sure? I love you and you will get there, but I can't entrust that to you. However, a time will come that I will entrust that to you. You will meet men on your way. Those men, listen now, those men will be a symbol of what can now be entrusted to you. Do, do you understand that? I said those men will be they are not the ones that will fa- you know you meet businessmen and you think oh sir sir i met a great contact today it's gonna change my whole life when you're saying that i know it's not gonna change your life what god was saying at that point 
is that where he is in his journey, now you have arrived at that destination. So, what do you do from there? I won't tell you that tonight. Because of time. So now we want to entrust him. You know the trick my friends did not get? They pray more than me. I do more than them. You see, you know what prayer does? It gives you ability to obey. What if I can, I'm just so nasty that I can just go and obey? As in I wake up and say, I don't have ability to obey. But right now, I'm going to go and obey. Because what they are praying to have ability for, I already know what it is. So before something can shut me down, I've gone to obey. You know, God told me this morning, I mean, He told me some weeks ago to sow a certain amount. So this morning, my head was telling me, oh, are you now doubting God? That's how your head starts. It's not... It doesn't tell you start doubting God. It questions your faith. And I wanted to tell my head, no, I'm not doubting God. But then I realized, no, don't do that. So I told my head, so what if I'm doubting God? What are you going to do about it? Because I'm still going to do it. And you know I'm going to do it. So don't let us play this game. Because we've done this for 15 years now, plus. Thank you. So if I'm doubting God, what would happen? Okay, Ed, in fact, I doubt God. But I'm going to do it. <laughs> because it's interesting. So now let's read the final verse. Now. Quickly now. Nevertheless, uh -huh. you have done well that you shared in my distress. Wait. Wait. Listen. So the one that is being submitted to, in this case, Jesse, as a distress of pastoring is sheep. It will send David to go pastor the sheep. So if he holds, in fact, he must hold. Because David must shear in that distress, doctor said, God will slow you down. Why? So that the people, you will not be a one-eyed man, one man in the midst of blind people. Everybody will grow at a pace. That's the plan of God for you, Spark Nation. And so, nevertheless, you shared in my distress. Service is sharing in one another's distress. Given, if your pastor stands before you and his vision is not a distress, your vision must distress you. Then you begin to locate those who will be financially there. They will share in that distress. The old dispensation of church. You know what pastors do to pastors? They say, oh, I've had pastors tell me. We, we're looking at a bill. 10K in front of us. We don't know how to pay. And pastor look at me.
going home, I'm still sitting in the office scratching my head. And looks at me and say, if it is God, it will surely provide, sir. It is, and the fool ends with, it is called ministry without stress. God will provide. It works out. Next day, he is going to the bank, praying that God will approve his loan for his own mortgage. You tell me, oh, we are all God's people. No, that's not a God's person. Because right in front of you was God's distress. You missed your shot. The job, the assignment of the pastor of the church is to cast distress, not blessing first. That distress is the blessing. Ah, you're not listening to me tonight. And I don't know how you want to interpret distress, but we're about to pray. I don't know how you interpret distress, but that's not 999 call. That is, my heart is indicting me concerning a matter. Then God begins to look for people who can take risk and who can share. Please, you will not be able to share of the cup of blessing if you cannot share of the cup of distress. The cup of blessing is the cup of distress. So our old distress becomes one distress. So that it is not that you have a church of people that are barren. People that are not married. People that are sick in their body. No. If we all unify in problem. Oh my God. We will be unified in solution. We will not have to have programs for the barren. Program for the single. Program for the blah blah blah. No. We will only have one program. Program for the blessed. From distress. Who am I talking to tonight? Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. 15, quickly. Now you Philippians know uh -huh. also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving. Oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. Oh, come on, man. What are you doing? No church shared with me concerning the first time he used share was distress. How is it that in verse 15 it has become given? Because when I carry a distress, I brought a gift. What got me into that distress? The gifts that I carry. Because if I look for a job as an engineer, a lawyer, a businessman, I probably won't have that distress. Someone looked at their church and said, Why is this church in depth like this? Said, Because of you. So that you can jump into the mist and day of that distress and you share in giving, then you will receive of the of some. Listen, it is some gift. You know why it is some gift? The doctor said it yesterday. Because it's unknown. When a man deposits egg in a woman, it is some gift. 
It does not know if it's male. Or female. So sometimes I may not know what God wants to do in this man's life. Come. But the moment he gives into this distress, he receives of me. You know why? Because giving is a giving of one's body. Doctor was saying you yesterday, and that's why I said I hope you didn't miss it. That the woman had to give her body. So if the woman, this is what doctor can't describe yesterday because of time. If the woman said, no, I can't sleep with you today. I have pain here, I have pain there. No, no, don't start again, please. Wait. If he says, I've got pains here, then she will not give. Guess what? If she will not give, she's not going to receive. Listen, if she does not receive, will there be fruit? Okay, don't worry. There may be fruit if it, she goes and pray. She can fast. But guess what? When she gave and she received, please, did she know what she received? She received some gift so that the marriage can be established. Ah, you didn't hear me. She gave a body, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God, that you offer, present. The woman comes in and what Paul was saying there is the moment you present your body leave the rest to God because he's got the gift to give you I must really watch the church I go it is not worship word and worship or stuff no it is the gift that is in that house they may not have gotten their worship right it doesn't matter the ushers may be grumpy but when I sat down, I looked at the guy preaching. I said, this is different. There's something. There is something about this woman or this man speaking. So what do I want to do? I say, I present my body. I've in court sex with me. Hey, in court. And Adam knew his wife, Genosco. He had intercourse. Well, so they will say intercourse is deeper. This is something that is personal. I don't have intercourse with leadership with my friends. It's a personal thing now. But it is with Adam. Eve must not jump to God. I said, God, since you created us all, I worship you, my king, my glory. I worship. No. It, she must submit her body. I feel the anointing. God is about to change people's life. It must submit, she must submit his body to Adam, the one approved. 
approved dealer of life giver. Adam carried the seed in his own loins that if Eve will receive that seed, they will produce life. Are you with me tonight, Spark Nation? God has launched us into a new season, a new time. So now I understand giving. I've understood giving all my life. But now I understand that I must present my body. No wonder. Paul said, let him that still, still no more. But rather let him work that he may have something to give. So that he can receive. So what happens to people who say, I don't have what to give because I don't have work. They've not presented their body. The body must be presented. If your church is so rich that it doesn't need your money, you are in trouble. Because the body must be given, then we receive by intercourse. Again, I mean no sexual dirty word. That's not here. I mean what comes. I wish I can say this though. When I bring my money, before I present it, that's why mine is not one that they, you don't understand what we do with that money. It's like sleeping with it. Because it's my body. Yeah? I understand it that when I present it, because I can't present my body by I can't, that will not be presenting my body. What is the highest payment for a person's work or effort? Money. When I do that, nevertheless, you partake, you partook quickly, finish it. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Oh, you're going back again now. We want to close. No church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, uh -huh. but you only. Uh -huh. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessity. Well, you sent aid for God's necessity. For you know our manner. <laughs> oh, they didn't hear me. You know our manner of entry that it came with necessities. Because if it doesn't, you will have no chance to give. Ah, somebody looks at giving and says, you're just giving your money away. What? You know our manner. That when we entered. Ah, words are tough. That's the issue I'm having now. But maybe when I have men's program, I will tell them.
sit down. Sit down. We want to pray now. Rabba Devo Sobrahande. Look. You know our need. From like a man to a woman. And you gave accordingly. I'll leave it at that. It's tough to say. Say what? Never. It's not going to happen. Then you received. But even though. Wait. Wait. Even though what we wanted was pleasure. But in the middle of that, what you received was life. You got life. For you know our manner of entry. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for mine. For my necessity. You see, I haven't even said anything. Arthur is talking. For you sent aid. So the aid you sent for was for my necessity. But what you received in turn. Read the next verse. Not that I seek the gift. But Pastor, I... Doctor told us yesterday why he doesn't seek the gift. Every time we've read this scripture, we thought, oh, not that I seek the gift of your money. No, not that I seek the gift because I already have gift. But what do I seek? But I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. So there is an account that is not Northwest or Barclays. There is an account. When is this account open? When gift and fruit is exchanged. A heavenly transaction takes place. Read on, sister. Indeed. I have all and abound. This guy said, he will later tell us that I've learned to abound and to abase. But they gave to a place where he abound. <laughs> no way. Go on. I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you. It told us about the Swiss men in Roma in Genesis, but let's leave it. Uh huh. And? And my God. No, 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 no. And? A sweet, a sweet smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well pleasing to God. Uh uh. God. So, this guy can stand here and say, You see, the gift you received is acceptable to him. Well pleasing to him. What is that based on? He's approved to be the dealer here. So if this guy accepts an offering, we 
this man, God, in quote, has accepted the offering. If this man rejects an offering, God has rejected that offering. So you see why he must test this guy. In case you don't believe that, Jesus looked at his disciples and said, Whosoever sin you retain. Ah. This guy has the ability to hold on to someone's sin. Say, so You're not forgiven. This guy has the ability to look at somebody and say, you are forgiven. Pastor, how do you know that? Because the Bible says so. Whosoever sins you remit shall be remitted. Whosoever sins you hold on to shall be held on to. How did I believe? How did I follow people to believe that a pastor therefore is not God? Paul said, that this offering is accepted to God, a sweet smelling, an acceptable sacrifice, well pleasing to God. But who used the aroma? Paul. Ah, you didn't get me. Who used it? Paul, he used it. Can I tell you the name of the prison Paul was in? It's called time prison. That's where Nero put him. You know why it's called time prison? It is timeless. Once you get into that dungeon, there's no time. So when he received this gift from time, it came, what Nero did not know is that he sentenced him to exactly where he can operate and accept people's offering. They didn't hear me. I said that dungeon that he was thrown into has no time. So it's not like you serve one year, two years, three years. Oh my God. By the time the offering of this church came to him, it met him in a place where there is no time. I teach pastors something therefore. You want to prosper and expand in ministry. Don't count time. You will waste people's offering. Oh God, when are we going to be 10,000? Don't do it. Receive the offering when God wanted to accept Abraham's offering because Abraham was a, was a representation of God. So for God, for God to take any offering from Abraham, people have to give offering to Abraham. So now, if Abraham is, because Abraham must to have to sow, so God, the king of Salem, Melchizedek, who had no beginning of days, who had no end of days, came into time and received from time into eternity an offering. Then, but he has to be a man. Why? So that Abraham can choose not to do it. Did you hear what I just said? We're about to pray in a moment. Abraham, Melchizedek has to be a man so that Abraham can choose not to do it. If God came down in cloud of fire and glory, in, in everything you have out of fear, 
you throw it. It doesn't do miracle to make you give. It places authority. And it stands behind in a way that you cannot be seen. Come down a bit. And all that this guy will see is a man. So if he wants to make a mistake, he will say it is Sam. And but it is not Sam. This is an approved dealer. But he is in time. And only him is qualified to receive this guy's body. Once he receives his body, he will give. What did Melchizedek do? We're about to pray. Because I received something yesterday. I think doctor is thinking, I hope Toby knows what I just gave him. Said I knew it 20 years ago. I understand what we're now working in. I understand it, and I will soon locate the sons and daughters who understand it. You will soon see them rising beyond what change. What's wrong with these guys? You will soon begin to see God raise people beyond their own ability. Beyond their own effort. Why? Because, and we see Jesus. Not Christ, Jesus. The man that has become one of us. This man here. This pity has to become one of them. And then you follow him. And and the Lord so when I say tonight because that's the word the Lord has sent me with tonight when I say tonight you are permitted to prosper please I ask you who said it that's the issue someone can say Pastor Toby said it another one says you know what you can say pastor said it but that guy I'm looking at is approved how do I know it's approved if it's not approved you will not be here and if you will be here look at some of your neighbors they will not be here so I come tonight with a certificate of approval What tested me? The ships. Oh my God. I'm not hearing you tonight. The ship is the test. The bear and the lion had come. But I stood in front of them, regardless of how much tithes they were paying, and I chased them. And I took the sheep from the mouth of the impostors. And then there is an approval. The moment some pastors walked out, rise on your feet. 2015 or 16, whatever. The moment some pastors walked out, guess what happened? God could approve of me and then trust more ships.
you know the vision I saw the day they were living? I saw sheep in the garden. They were tied one to another. They were being led out. A man comes to me in the living room. I said, what are you doing here? I said, I'm talking to the elders of the church. He looked at me. He said, why are you here? I said, I'm talking to the elders of the church. He said, where? I said, this one. He said, these are the elders. He shook his head. Ran to the garden. I ran after him. I saw sheep being led out. I ate the rope. I began to intercede. I woke up. I came to preach to you about ordinary men who born for God. Do you know what I was trying to tell you? I will now begin to ordain you pastors and ministers not on your credentials but on my approval. I permit you tonight. I permit all the pastors tonight. I permit all the ministers tonight. I permit all those who are called into business tonight. I permit you to prosper. Recabadebo sicatoriande. Malia tus caprahan.